Blog Talk Radio. The Pipe Bomb Radio Network proudly presents Pipe Bomb Radio, the show with the freshest insight, interviews, and opinions on the world of professional wrestling. With your host, El Jefe. Felix Olmedo, the Godfather, Nate Milton, Godfather's in the house, and the Aztec Warrior, Alex Cruz. I'm an Aztec Warrior. Ah. So sit back and relax because Pipe Bomb Radio goes live now. It's showtime, folks. It's showtime, folks. That's right. Pipe Bomb Radio is back on the air, and <laughs> it's time for me to have a little bit of fun because somebody's been kind of MIA, and I kind of have to tell them about it. So how's it going there, stranger? What's up, Felix? How's it going, my brother? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what you're talking about, MIA. Like it's, I'm, I'm always here. I'm, all, I'm either always here live or I'm here in spirit. I'm on Facebook. Here's the funny thing. Here's the funny thing. Go. I didn't actually mention any names. Does somebody have a guilty conscience? I do have a guilty conscience (laughs) because you don't have to say a thing. I know you're targeting me, okay? Because of all the Undertaker jokes I hit you with, you're going to easily nonchalant Uh, throw me under the bus, okay? I have no idea what you speak of, sir. Look, if I could have been live on Tuesday night with my feet up, out on vacation on the cruise, sipping out of my coconut with my little sombrero on, talking to you guys, I would have, but we didn't have service out there because apparently once you're out the country, you have no service. So, so too bad, it, so sad it, for me, no, right? see, let me just clear. Let me just clear. Let me just clear the rumors up because Saxon was on the air with us. You you were gone. Is there something to that? Do we need to know a little bit more about that? Why were you not here when Saxon was here? Mr. Saxon, of course, I should say. I'm not going to be disrespectful. <laughs> um, you know what? I wanted to be on. I wanted to be on, but it's just I, I wanted to make sure we had a good show lined up that could not, not, balance not, not, the fact not, that I wouldn't be on there. He was on the air, right? Okay, just check. No, not just at check. all. I, I would I would have been on without him. It's just all good. With or without him, I would have been there. But you know, hey, like I said, he's the man to fill the shoes in when I was absent. So it's kind of like, hey, you know what? Alex Cruz isn't on, but hey, we wait. got John Saxon to wait, fill wait, in wait. the void. Wait, 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 wait. Whoa, 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 whoa. Did you just pull a Damien Sandow on me? You are welcome. Really? Uh, actually, more more like uh, more like Maui off Moana. You're welcome. Yes, I did pull that. So, <laughs> so if you're not up to date on your Disney movies, you better watch them. Oh, I'm a little bit rusty on that because I haven't been around kids that small in a long time. My nieces are already grown by now. Yeah, but no, I get you. I get you. But, hey, it's because you're too busy right. slinging weights all the time. I see you. I see you. Don't think I don't see you. Uh, you're pretty hard to miss me because I, I, I'm a big, I'm a big ass dude. I mean, what can I say? Not when you turn sideways because you lost all that weight, Felix. Oh, shut up. <laughs> well, I appreciate that. How was it? How was the time out there on, on the ocean, man? 
It was good, man. Got to got to spend time with my wife, just kind of hang out. Um, you know, surprisingly, one of our guests tonight was out on vacation with me. You know, it was pretty fun. You know, just just a little time away. Oh. I think the most relaxing thing, the most relaxing thing about it all, was just the fact that there was no social media, no cell phones, no Twitter, Instagram, anything to where it kind of just felt like the good old days without any kind of technology drama getting in the way of things. So it was. Uh, except pipe bomb radio, but other than that, it was good to just kind of break away from my phone and not have to deal with it blowing up or, you know, hey, this is going wrong. The, the good thing is the performance center never burned down, so I'm happy about it. Well, I got a couple questions for you, sir. Not to mention, it sounds like you got one of your number one fans in here next to you. Uh, <laughs> my 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 first question or my first uh, is tell you need to educate our listeners on who our guests are tonight. Tell them, tell us about guess, uh, man. how it, the 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 psychedelic superstar in well, Mr. Fury himself, yeah, well, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I'm very excited about tonight. Very excited about tonight because first and foremost, we have Chris Silvio, who's a man that I haven't had the pleasure of personally meeting yet, but I will in a, in about a, a little over a week. And uh, you know, he's oh, okay. if you don't follow him on Facebook, you need to. And when he plugs all of his social media tonight for the listeners. Make sure you follow it because this man posts some amazing advice when it comes to wrestling, life, outlook, views. So I'm very excited to kind of pick his brain a little bit tonight and, and kind of let the listeners and everybody else get a feel for who he is. You know, a guy who's been in the business for a long time. Uh, he, he, it looks like he's starting to make a little bit more of a breakthrough now, which is, which is very great. And, and I'm very excited to, to hear about that. So, um, uh, you know, I think it's going to be a great show on that end. And then we have Ray Fury, who is who's another guy who – you know, he's been in business a little over two years. Uh, he's, I consider him to be one of the best guys uh, in, in the entire South, and I, I consider him to be the absolute best out of the state of Mississippi where his home promotion is. Um, and he's a guy with a lot of potential up and coming. Uh, uh, my brother, you know, it's, it's going to be good. You know, you get to see this guy's passion and, and everything he does, and I think even tonight you'll be able to, to kind of get, uh, you know, you have a guy who has been in for, a little over 15 years, and now you have another guy who's been in a little over two years, and you get to see two different aspects of everything. So I think we have a very good balance tonight, uh, two different outlooks, two, two different views, and I'm ready to get started, man. And as always, you know, our our good friend, our partner in crime, going to be making a fashionably late entrance. You know, he's, he's, he's got to make that entrance count. That's, 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 that's no, man. how he Always late, man. And I tell you what, he's going to be late to his own funeral. <laughs> Uh, Shoot, you man. know that wouldn't surprise me one bit. <laughs> no, no. But uh, it's like, all right, we have another, the services. I think I, Open up the coffin for the viewing. Oh, you, where's Nate? No, oh, he's not here you know, yet. Better, still using the bathroom. You, you, I don't know. Smart ass. <laughs> <laughs> but oh, um, you know right. what? Though, and I believe you, you, you told me that our first guest would be calling in right now at five, five after the hour. I think that might be him calling yeah. in now. Um, yes, sir. If you don't mind me asking, so. though, what what what, what, what city would he be calling from? Uh, or area uh, out of Florida, can watch yes. for? Uh, yeah, out of the Florida area. Um, I forgot what city. I think Orlando. I hopefully I didn't slay that one. I just want to make sure Sorry, that I'm, I'm bringing him on and not not somebody else. No, no, it's cool because uh, well, hey, he's I like listening. He'll he'll, he'll he'll be able to correct you. Yeah, if we. If we get Supermark in here and to, to take the place, hey, we'll, we'll just we'll just handle it appropriately. <laughs> oh really? Ah, so you, so you say, is there, you is there more know. here that you're not telling me? Maybe you, I, that, no, that's usually all. the case. You know the fans, man. You know the fans. Shows are unpredictable a lot of the times. Oh, uh, I know. Tell me about it. 
but uh, we got uh, a couple of things to talk about too, because obviously we got our guests, and it's very rare, very very rare that we do have not we have two guests. We usually have one, two. It's a rarity, so enjoy that. But we also got. Yep. Uh, I just I just finished watching SmackDown, and I definitely want to talk about uh, Extreme Rules. Touch on it a little bit before the end of the night. And, oh yeah, without uh, a doubt. What else? What else? Hopefully, Neil will be back. I know there's something else that. I was going to mention. Uh, anything's possible with him. I've been working with him two and a half years, so anything's possible. Um, I do have a question. Could you uh, find out if 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 he is trying to call in right now? Yeah, yeah, that's him. That's him. Go ahead. Well, let's do it. Okay, cool. I'm just making sure because, like I said, I, I'd rather be him first that we bring on than anybody else. That said, right, you got it. Let's find out. Yep. Good to go. Hello, we're speaking to Chris Silvio. What's up, my brothers? How are you? Good man. Good. We are making. Good. We are. We are talking to you. Okay. I just want to make sure we didn't keep you waiting too long there. Yes, this is in fact Chris Silvio from Clearwater, Florida. The one and only. <laughs> okay. So do yep, we need to have you correct anything that Alex just said? Because you know Alex <laughs> kind of goes off at the mouth a little bit. So just had to be sure. No. I think he's all good, but did I overhear you saying something about uh, somebody on the show is currently in the bathroom right now, or did I miss something there? <laughs> is that so, a part of yeah, so, around here? No, no, no. Our, our third, uh, our, our co-host, Mr. Nate Milton, is always fashionably late, and uh, and I said he was going to be late to his own funeral, and they're going to be looking at the view, doing the viewing. They open up the casket. He's not there. He's, Nate's in the bathroom, you know, so that's that's the joke I threw in there. So, you know. Got you. So. Well, thanks for clearing that up for me, buddy. Oh, yeah, no problem. I'm glad you were listening to my nonsense. But you, that's a great start. You know what, though, Alex? I'm going to let you kick things off right now. I know that you wanted that you were eager to definitely talk to Chris about some things. So I'm going to have you kick it off, man. Let's get it started. Cool, man. You know what, Phyllis, you're going to be proud because I have a whole notepad full for both guests. So, you know, I did, I did my uh, – my, Expert journalism tonight, and uh, you know, hopefully, we can nail this thing. <laughs> so, so yeah, man. So Chris, what's up? Thank you, uh, thank you so much for being on. Uh, I know it's a little late on your side of the the world over here, so all the way on the far east. But um, first of all, I always like to, to start off with guests that people might not know of. Um, tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, where and when did you start wrestling, and, and kind of like a little bit of your journey to, to get to where you are now. Yeah, man. Um, I am Chris Silvio. I currently live in Clearwater, Florida, and it's paradise out here. I spend most of my days on the beach when I'm not training or trying to help the world as much as I can. Um, I've been a professional wrestler now for just about 16 years. Um, I've wrestled all over the United States. I've wrestled in Canada. I've wrestled in England. Um, It's kind of, you know, a lengthy story if I were to chronicle my my entire uh, wrestling journey but it's just uh wrestling is just something that's always kind of been in my blood to do ever as long as i can remember wrestling has always been a huge part of my life um I, I don't remember any period of my life where i wasn't following wrestling watching wrestling like i wasn't the i wasn't the kind of kid that played with tonka trucks and things like that um I played with wrestling figures since literally I was in diapers. So it was just something, you know, that I was destined to do. And when I became old enough to actually start training, I realized that there was a local training school where I lived in Richmond, Virginia. And it was on from there, man. As soon as, uh, as, soon as I knew that there was a place where you could actually go uh, to be a pro wrestler, I signed up. I think I was about 16, just, <clears throat> just shy of my 17th birthday. 
And uh, ever since, man, I've been plugging away. I've been very fortunate in my career to work with some really cool people and uh, and do some amazing things. And uh, right now, um, you know, nearly 16 years in, um, I feel like I'm starting to reach, uh, you know, a new high point in my career. And I'm just super excited for the journey as it unfolds and everything that's going to come next. Awesome, man. You know, and and, and that's one of the things. It seems that that 15-year mark is, is, is a very common number. You know, it just seems like all the big companies right now, they're eating up guys who've been in the business, you know, 15, 17, 20 years. And, and you know, it's no secret we can all follow social media. You know, we saw you recently on a few episodes of TNA and uh, or Impact Wrestling, as, as uh, most may know. And also yep. there's been a little bit of a, a leak on, on the matter of that you you have also just recently worked for NXT. And, and you know, it's really encouraging for a lot of guys who might start in their late 20s and think that, oh, man, you know, if I don't make it by the time I'm 29, I'm never going to never gonna make it. But a lot of guys are getting these prime opportunities, you know, mid, you know mid-30s, you know, and, and, and then that's when guys have the best times of their life. So uh, tell us a little bit about that so far, you know, your TNA experience, your NXT experience, you know, what direction you're, you're kind of looking to go in, and, and uh, maybe elaborate a little bit on that. Yeah, man, the, the way it used to be, like, my uh, my trainer, the legendary hustler Rick Rogers, he always used to point out to us that um, wrestlers previously, uh, you know, I guess if you're going back from, you know, maybe the 1930s until the 80s, uh, wrestlers generally didn't hit their prime until about 35 years old. If you look at um, some of the former champions, uh, world champions, they were around that age group, like 35 to 40. And recently here there was a huge change a huge shift in pro wrestling in the state. Um, several years ago, there was a time where you're correct. They were um, a lot of the bigger companies were picking up guys in their early 20s to late 20s, and there kind of became a stigma around turning 30. Like you said, guys would say, "Oh, I'm, you know, I'm 29. I might be too old to make it, or something like that." And I remember having uh, having similar fears. Um, you know, around I want to say around 27 or so. I got some opportunities with Ring of Honor Wrestling, and at the time I felt like I, I got to go right now. Or, you know, I'm, I'm never going to get there. <clears throat> but, I mean, you know, looking back in retrospect, um, you know, several years later, um, you know, I'm still doing what I love and I'm having a great career. I think the reason why the shift was is uh, I really feel like people want, in the major companies now, they want guys that are proficient professional wrestlers. I think they had an, you know, they had an experiment with, um, you know, trying to teach. I think there was an attitude for a while that, um, you know, we can pretty much teach anyone to do this kind of thing. And I think over time, people realize that um, the guys that that do this the best are the people that have a passion for it. Like myself, this has literally been the only thing I've ever wanted to do with my life. And um, you know, I think a lot of guys listening to the show and a lot of guys. Uh, in the business can relate. This is all that we want out of life. So, I mean, if you have people like us that are just chomping at the bit for an opportunity to share, you know, share our gift and our passion with the world, um, that's kind of, you know, the the theme that they're going right now. They want guys that have experience on the job that they can put on TV and trust that, you know, they'll, they'll get the job done. So to anybody, I've been there before. I know your shoes thinking, oh, man, I'm going to be 30. You know, whatever age you're in, um, you know, just just keep going and keep pushing. There's no there's no way that anyone in the world can deny talent. If you have talent, you have drive, 
and you have a love for whatever it is that you do, whether it be wrestling or anything else, there's no substitute for talent. Um, you know, you believe in yourself and you put in the work and, um, you know, good things can happen. Um, like you said, just this year, um, you know, I did uh, four different um, appearances on Impact Wrestling uh, programming that will be airing. Um, I still have several matches that have yet to air. Uh, recently, I did um, WAW UK run by the Knight family, um, Paige's family in Norwich, England. I did two iPay-per-views mm-hmm. for them in their local television show. Um, and, yeah, most recently, uh, I had an opportunity to, to debut on uh, WWE NXT, um, which was, you know, an amazing experience for me. And, um, you know, something that I worked very, very hard to get. And anybody that follows, you know, my posts or anything on social media, um, you know, I think you know the message that, that I always try to put out into the world is that we really are capable of, of achieving anything that we want if our energy and our hearts are directed in the right place. And I'm glad that I can serve in, as an example of that and um, be somebody that motivates other guys to get up in the morning and say, you know what, keep hustling. We got this. We can do it. Um, and it's, we're, I'm just moving forward from here, man. Every day is another challenge, another mountain to climb. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm only getting better every day. And um, I really hope I can, you know, help other people to do the same thing. Awesome. awesome. And I just have to throw I mean, out there, too, that uh, our <laughs> partner in crime has finally arrived. Ladies and gentlemen, the one and only, the godfather himself, Nate Milton. Nate, you are on live with us, and we're listening to uh, the – I like to use this word, the psychedelic superstar himself, Chris Silvio. How are we doing tonight, Godfather. brother? Godfather, what's up, buddy? I thought I heard a toilet flushing back there. <laughs> you know, Chris, as you know, you got to make an entrance. So, you know, I had, to, I had to make an entrance tonight. I like your style, man. You got style. You got a very classy man. You and I will get along quite well, sir. <laughs> Thank you, sir. And, and I'm wondering because you know you're right there. You were talking about the passion and and kind of the journey in in this business. And I'm wondering, what's the best piece of advice you've gotten uh, along the way? Man, it's it's kind of a difficult question. But the best thing I could say is the core fundamental of doing anything is belief. Um, believing in yourself beyond a doubt. Believing in your abilities. I don't care what it is in life you want to accomplish. Anything starts with, A, the decision to do it, and, B, the belief in yourself that it can be done. Um, so that's the best advice I can give to anybody is, is step one, you got to believe it. If you're coming in this game with a bunch of doubt, wrestling especially, um, you got to be confident in wrestling. you got to sell your abilities, man. So if you come in this with a bunch of doubts and um, think you don't belong there, it's, it's going to be a tough journey. Um, so, yeah, step one, man, would be just believing in yourself and then put in the work. That's so that's, I guess, some easy pieces of advice I can give. Hey, real quick, uh, I just want to butt in real fast. Uh, I just Because Nate net kind of jumped into a question, I just want to let you know, Chris, something about how classy Nate is. Nate is also the man who, after he flushes, will put, put the toilet seat back down and oh, leave Jesus. a square ready really? for the next person to pull. So he is he is above and beyond probably one of the best people you're going to you're gonna get to hear on a podcast. Just he, throwing he that is, out there. He is I'm a sorry. good man. Oh, my. Nate. Nate and I are kidding. <laughs> it's all, all about right. respect. You know, you got to respect your fellow man. That's right, man. <laughs> that's, that's the ticket. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, anyway, keep going. 
Actually, I'll throw uh, I'll, I'll throw in a question to you, Chris, if you don't mind. Uh, actually, yeah, as we all at one point or another grew up grew up as uh, fans in, uh, of the wrestling business, uh, who would you have said has been some of your heroes or inspirations uh, growing up in that? Giving you, wanting you, pushing you to be, pushing that reason for you to want to jump into the wrestling business. I'm not sure if it was anybody in particular or just the reason itself, but who were some of your heroes growing up as a kid? I and even now. Savage. Um, yeah, oh, I like this man. I like, I like this man very much. Yeah, as, as a kid, I, I was just always drawn to Savage. Um, I definitely chose him over Hogan when the Mega Power split. I was five years old. There was no turning back from that, Ooh, that yeah. moment. Um, then, um, I guess, uh, my formative years, I was a huge Bret Hart guy. Um, I love the fact that he, you know, had such technical ability and I like what the Hitman character stood for. Um, then I'd say in my adult life, um, now looking back and trying to learn the craft, um, I'd say Terry Funk's probably one of the biggest, uh, inspirations to me. He was just a true master of his craft. I mean, Terry mm. Funk is a professional wrestling doctor. If you look at, you know, a brilliant mind in this crazy-ass sport we do, um, you know, yeah. Terry Funk is right up there. So um, I definitely have tons of respect for him. That's, he's, he's probably my, uh, the guy I kind of look out for the most now, you know, at this point in my career. Interesting. I like that choice. That's, that's, that's out of left field because nobody no, – you, you wouldn't expect Terry, but then again, people admire Terry more than people realize. Not just for his crazy – out of you know going and still wrestling in the seventies, nothing like that. But the reality is, he knows his stuff. So that's that's a great, that's actually a really good good choice there. I like that. Oh yeah, man. Ter- Terry Funk's one of the best performers ever. And the, and the thing about Funk, when you watch anything he does, even now, you believe him. Um, that's oh. the thing that all drew us to wrestling yeah. is that somebody somebody along the way made us believe. You watch a Terry Funk match, you you believe in in Terry Funk. Man, I just remember his matches with Ric Flair back in the eighties. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. I'm just throwing it yeah, out there. I'm not aging quality. myself. I'm just throwing it out there. <laughs> yeah, I got you. <laughs> now, All right, it, Alex, you, you said know, we got a notepad. So, or, or, I'm sorry, I'm cutting everybody off. Yeah, Go I for got, it, guys. I got, I got I'm jumping more. out. I got one more before Alex gets in here. You know, I, I had so much time to rest up. Uh, I got so many questions for <laughs> oh, Chris. <laughs> uh, I, I guess it was a couple weeks ago now. Uh, brother, when when the whole deal online with with the Randy Orton uh, kind wow, of that's what was my question. Blew up. Hey, yeah, <laughs> the great minds think alike. Great minds think alike. Yep, and I was yep. wondering where where did you come down on that? Because obviously, as somebody that's been around as long as you have, I'm sure you you have an opinion on on that that quote unquote controversy. Man, I'm I'm actually really glad you asked this because um, I was trained very old school, believe it or not. Um, and I've always liked to work kind of contemporary to whatever. It's like music or anything else. You know, you have to adjust and adapt to um, the style of, of today, any sport or entertainment genre that you're in. Um, so for me, man, I, I think uh, it's important to know how to do both. There are things, unfortunately, that a lot of people that I have a lot of respect for and that have helped me along the way and trained me, um, they wish we could go back to a simpler time where, um, you know, a headlock tackle drop down is, is all the fans want to see and just the baby face threatening to punch somebody, build it up for eight minutes and then punch them. It would be cool mm. if, if we could still do that. Um, but unfortunately, we the crowd has seen too much. Um, you know, once we've shown them 
all this other stuff that we're capable of doing, we just we can't go back in time and turn the time machine on. Um, so that you know that is something that um, you know I, I I'd like to see the argument finally die for good um, because we have to change. We we have to evolve. Um, now what we can do is take the core fundamentals of what has always worked. Same way in football, the Hail Mary pass is always going to work when you execute it right and throw it in at the right time. There are aspects you can throw in. I mean, I watch footage from the, literally the first matches ever filmed, black and white matches. I've seen so much wrestling, and if I see something I can apply to my game today, I'm going to put it in. But I, I can't wrestle the same way now that Luthez did when he was the champion of the world. It's just it's a different animal. You're not you're not in black and white television anymore. It's faster. It's quicker. It's more physical. Um, so yes, do headlines, but also do dives. Um, the main thing I can say is I want everybody to protect themselves. And one unfortunate thing about wrestling today is that guys don't have the longevity they used to. You don't see many people wrestling into their 40s and 50s, and that used to be very commonplace. Um, so while the style has picked up. Um, I do urge everybody to take care of their bodies as much as possible. Do things as safely as you can, but you know you, you can't you can't put the genie back in the bottle. We can't go back in time. So it, the same way guys now are saying, hey, you shouldn't be doing this stuff. When they started doing drop kicks, people were saying, hey, you're leaving your feet too much. So I think uh, it's something every generation has to deal with. Mm. So the answer: do them both. Learn. Learn a sweet headlock, and uh, if you can dive and do it safely, go for it. Because fans seem to like it. You, you know, my, my, you know, uh, Nate obviously asked a question that that I was dying to ask, and and I'm glad he did. So again, great minds do think alike. But my part two to the question is, so one of the biggest things that obviously I'm only two and a half years in, and I'm always learning, but but I'm. I've always been an old soul, just like even from the music I listen to with the way I, I, I do a lot of things. I love the old stuff. So a lot of what I've done for myself was I like researching a lot of old guys, finding a way to make some of the old moves you don't see anymore a little bit more contemporary, take the basics, make them a little more flashy. Um, but, sure. but selling is a big thing. And, and one of the things that, that, that was some of the biggest complaints right now is, you know, obviously I'm going to use the reference, but you might get two big super kicks and all of a sudden, give it a couple seconds, you're back on your feet executing a reversal when a super kick used to put you down for a three count and win you titles, you know? And, and um, how important do you feel as much as adapting with the times? You know, I'm, I'm not a guy that, like, I like doing a couple of dives and some out-the-ring stuff, but nothing too crazy, you know, because I love, I love kind of doing a little bit of the opposite of what's being done, so it is different. Um, but, but how do you feel, and I actually have a part three to this part two, but anyway, so how do you feel, um, the, the, you know, where should the balance be found when it comes to doing all these different acrobatic gymnastic style moves, but also the selling? Because sometimes I look at something like, man, he did not just do that, but wait a second, he just got up. No way, he just took this move. So yeah. how crucial is the balance of selling in, in the middle of taking all these high-risk and, and, and fast-paced maneuvers? You know, because, I mean, it does take away a lot when you – just no sell a big move just to get something else in to, to go into a double down or something, you know? Yeah. I mean, I, I think um, selling in general is, is very important to build, um, you know, to build steam for the match, especially in a longer match when you're going, 
um, you know, 10 to 30 minutes or an hour, um, you know, I, I feel like it is important that you take the time to register what's happening and sell accordingly. I kind of look at it like when I when I train guys, I kind of explain it almost like you have a you know you have a video game meter, and as the as the game progresses, your meter is going to drop, so your body has to react to it accordingly. Um, but as far as the selling man, it's it just it depends on where you work. Like if you look at you know uh, I guess the way that wrestling had been previously. Every place had a different style. Like, it, let's just take the 80s, for instance, and even the 90s. The NWA pace was different from the early WWF and the Hulk Hogan era pace. Um, they worked different in AWA for Vern Gagne. They had a more shooter, amateur wrestling style. Um, then you go to the 90s, it was a completely different animal, the way that ECW worked versus what you saw on WWF Attitude Era versus what you saw on WCW programming. So it really all depends on the area. You know the shows. There are some shows that it's very move-based. There are some promotions that want all action, that their fans buy tickets to see all action, so the wrestlers go out there and give it to them. Um, But I think on the mainstream stage, based on my experiences and what I can see on television, um, the higher that you get um, in the food chain, and I guess the uh, the bigger the companies, you will see a, a slower pace, and you will see a lot more selling and building of the matches. Let's just take WWE, for instance. You have a lot of guys that were phenomenal talent on the independent scene that might have worked those style of matches where, um, you know, the pace was a lot quicker. Um, you know, maybe they didn't sell certain moves as long as some people feel they should, but you notice once they get on that TV show, um, it's it's slowed down. They they take their time to put these things over because that's what their employer wants in that case. Um, so just mm-hmm. being from experience, I've had promoters tell me, hey, literally we just want all action. Especially me being quote unquote cruiserweight, you know. So I'll ask them when I'm you know when I'm performing, hey, what do you want out of this match? If they tell me to take my time, build it up, I know how to do that. I can have an hour minute match and I can make it phenomenal, or I can have a six minute match where we're bouncing off the walls. And the goal is just to give the fans their money worth, their money's worth, and keep everyone in the ring safe. Um, so, man, it just—it it really just depends on on where you're at and what your employer wants and what the audience paid to see, really. Because if you went to an ECW show and you saw, you know, somebody working a, you know, a 30-minute, um, I don't want to say headlock match, but you know, something like that, the fans would probably have protested. So, you got to consider those kind of things, you know. Yeah, totally understandable, you know, and there was recently a match, um, you know, obviously, I don't know if you saw it, but it's been buzzing all over the internet, and it was Davey Boy Smith, Harry Smith, uh, son of the British Bulldog versus Vordell Walker, and and the, the, the crazy thing about it is you just have this amazing match between Pete Dunne and Tyler Bate on NXT TakeOver Chicago, and you saw a lot of that modern-day style that that everyone's kind of talking about but a little bit slowed down you know it was it was I mean the match was amazing and then you take this match with Vordell and and, and Davey Boy where it legit the first seven minutes of the match or so was straight old school like amateur wrestling these guys were going back and forth outdoing one another the build-up to where these guys finally got frustrated and then started throwing an offense and the internet froze over you know people like different articles and and other places talking about you know how these two brought back that good old-fashioned wrestling so 
in a way, it still shows that even if you do have an old school style and, and some of these things that you don't see anymore are still very much appreciated. So, oh, absolutely. Um, it's just it's just crazy because it, I think it does. You know, you you make more sense when when you said that it also depends on where you go. But uh, the old stuff is always appreciated when when it isn't a match because I mean, sometimes all these these crazy flips and stuff. Yeah, it's it's fun and exciting, but it does hurt other people when, you know, there's still a couple of matches left in the card and these guys aren't capable of doing all the flips in the world. They're a little bit more old right. school and people are just falling asleep because they want to see three, four fifties in a row, you know? Right. Well, look, look at it this way, man. The people that are driving this industry right now are the people that are in our generation. People driving this industry were watching the Monday Night Wars. The wrestlers, all the wrestlers in the back, they grew up watching that and loving it the agents behind the scenes that are agenting our matches, we were watching them on television during that time. The rabid fan base that's buying all the tickets, that's supporting all these up-and-coming indies, that loves NXT and Impact, they're around that same demographic. Um, I've recently did some market research just because I like to stay in touch with the fans and, you know, see, you know, what do you guys want to see? What do you want to hear? What do you like about wrestling? And the one thing that constantly kept, kept piping up is that they want to see people that are good wrestlers and they want personality. So I think a lot of times to that point, um, a lot of wrestlers feel like they do have to do a whole lot in the ring to get the crowd over, to get over, to get more booking. But uh, in reality, that's not necessarily it. They just want to see somebody that's good at their craft and somebody that draws them in with their personality. You can name a lot of you know really popular performers right now that may not be the ones that do the most moves or that are the most high flying, but there's something about them that people are drawn to. Um, you know, so yeah, we're, we're all kind of cut from the same cloth in a way. We all came up watching the same stuff. So a lot of our wants and desires are very similar. Awesome. And that, that, like I said, that definitely makes a lot of sense. Uh, I'm sure a lot of people's questions and perceptives, you know, perception was answered and whatnot. And, and just, in these last few questions. Um, I have one more question, but before I get to that, I'll, I'll open it up. Felix, Nate, um, if you guys have anything. Um, as far as I go, I will shoot out one question because I do have one, and it's a general one that kind of refers to old school style in the sense. And I was always a fan of, of the old school managers, the, you know, the Bobby Heenan, the Jimmy Hart, the, the Mr. Fuji, Two questions to that, I guess you could say. Maybe I found another one. Who knows? But why, in your opinion, do you feel like do you think do you feel like the manager era is is still pretty much something that's dead and buried, or could it ever re, be re brought back into the picture? And two, do you oh. if you could have chosen if you could have chosen a manager of that era for your character for for just to to walk the aisle with you. Who would you have chosen, or do you feel like maybe you wouldn't have needed one at that at this point, or ever really in your career? I don't mean to ramble, but it's kind of a two-part question, I guess you could say. Yeah, yeah. Um, so part one, I guess, as far as the managers being uh, being dead or buried, um, it's, it's really no secret who the uh, the industry leader has been, you know, for the last couple of decades. And I think kind of trends in wrestling a lot of time depends on what WWE is doing or WWF back then. Um, either mm-hmm. what we see is a response to what they've decided to do or what they're not doing anymore. 
um, you know, will cause other companies to try something. So to kind of to kind of answer that is that you know you've noticed over the last couple decades, uh, WWF used to have a, a ton of uh, of managers. They had Fuji, Jimmy Hart, Heenan, Slickster, all the way on down the line. Uh, you saw a shift, you know, around the 90s where they really started phasing managers out, and now they don't really seem to have much interest. So I think that the industry kind of follows a lot of their trends. The role of a manager, I think, is amazing, and it, they're great to have because, again, going back to, um, you know, in this generation of wrestlers, a lot of guys are so focused on what happens in the ring and they want to, um, you know, have really good offense and, um, you know, they work on their in-ring craft. But I, I see a lot of guys on the scene that struggle to cut an interview. You give me a microphone. I need zero seconds of prep time. You can give me a topic, a bullet point, or none at all, and I'm confident that I can get my point across and, and cut any type of promo for 30 seconds or 30 minutes just because I've trained, you know, for 15 years of my life to do that. I'm, it was something I was nervous about when I got in the industry, but I've learned through repetition and practice, you know, to do it. Uh, a lot of guys don't have that practice. They don't really focus on, on the promos. So a manager would be perfect to get some of these guys that may not be strong on the mic but are hell on wheels in the ring, get them a mouthpiece that can talk and get them some heat. Um, there's, no, there's no substitute for a good heel manager. Um, as far as for myself, I used to work with Money Mo Green um, in OVW from 2011 through 13, I believe, and we had amazing chemistry. I even had him as the manager's babyface, and it was um, probably more over when we were faces than when we were heels. And um, he was, you know, great to have around. I really tried to pitch hard to um, bring him on board um, when I was working in that time a lot with Ring of Honor. Um, but unfortunately, you know, we, we never could get the act outside of uh, OVW. But Mo Green was phenomenal to work with. We blended well together. Um, other than that, I don't know, man. Maybe one of the... Maybe one of the hot girls from the 90s. I think I would have worked well with uh, Francine or Bueller or somebody like that. There you go. Okay. How about you, Nate? Well, uh, to kind of get back to something that Chris was talking about a little while ago, you know, doing, uh, you know, kind of the market research. And, and you know, obviously, you know, anybody that's listening to the show uh, is a fan of wrestling. You know, we, we're all fans of wrestling and, and you know, you and you and Alex have actually stepped in the ring and made this your profession. And and I'm wondering what is the feedback you're getting? Because I know for me, something that I am not getting a lot of from the major companies that I used to get in the 90s and the 2000s was storytelling. And and that's a big component that I feel is missing these days. I'm wondering what the, what the feedback you're getting from people is in, in terms of what they'd want to see from wrestling nowadays. I mean, what I've gathered, like I said, from what they want to see from the performers themselves are guys that, um, you know, that are good at their craft. Um, they want to see people with good looks. Either they're in, they're in shape or, you know, they have good gear, and they want people with personality. As far as, like, the shows in general, um, it's, it's been kind of mixed, but I'd say, like, the biggest theme that I've seen, um, you know, just based on research I've conducted is similar to what you said, people want to see – um, some more emotional connections with the matches and, um, you know, I guess storylines that they can they can invest in a bit more. Um, and then uh, I've gotten a few things where people will say, you know, certain styles are a little bit boring, but I, I guess it's, you know, it's really all subjective to what you like. So 
Best thing I could say is, yeah, probably along the, the lines you were saying, is that, you know, a lot of people do want those um, storylines that, again, we're all cut from the same cloth. We came up watching the same stuff. So I think people, you know, would like to see an industry that's a little bit more uh, based on the, the story and the conflict between the two guys and who's going to win and why. All right. I want to throw in one last uh, comment on my end here, and that is the, to, to, to the self-promotion part in this case, Chris. I would love for you to let us let our listeners know, and uh, those, for those who don't, what would be the, first off, what would be the best way to keep track of where you're going to be, where your next appearances are going to be, and so forth? And if you have something to promote, please, please take a moment to promote the hell out of it and let us know where we can see you next. Yeah, sure, man. Um, I'm extremely active on Facebook. Um, Facebook is uh, the Chris Silvio. All of my social media platforms are at the Chris Silvio, whether it be Twitter, or Instagram. Um, I I try to keep as active as possible daily. I'd say Facebook is probably the best way to interact. Um, what I like about Facebook is I like to have a personal connection with both the fans in the industry and the guys that I work with. And uh, I feel like some of the other social media platforms kind of limit that a little bit. Um, so what I like about Facebook is that you have time to really um, connect with people and you don't have character limitations or anything like that where you can really, um, you know, get, get a, put a lot of good content out. Um, as far as appearances, man, I'm, I'm super busy and I'm grateful, uh, you know, for all the opportunities that I have. Um, I will be uh, June 9th, I'll be heading to Pro Wrestling Freedom to challenge Tyler Matrix, a guy that I actually helped uh, – come up in the business for the tri-state title um, and I'm also doing a professional wrestling workshop where I will help some uh, aspiring wrestlers um, with some of the things that we discussed today and uh, basically just it, it's kind of twofold I'm really helping people to um, increase their value in the industry as well as the amount of bookings that they get um, just by teaching them um, you know a lot of important aspects of the wrestling business a lot of people really focus on what happens just between the ropes, but they uh, they don't focus as much on the business of wrestling. It's like anything else. If you want any product to work, you have to treat it like like a business. You have to market. You have to advertise. You have to do research. You got to put in the work. So um, I'll be doing that on June 9th in uh, Jeffersonville, Indiana. June 10th, I'll be visiting my uh, my buddy Alex in uh, Chalmette, Louisiana. I'll be doing a workshop there with uh, the great Matt Cross. Then uh, mm. June 11th, I will be um, wrestling for Elevate Pro. I'm looking forward to uh, to debuting there. It's going to be a, a really, really good show. Um, June 20th, I'll be in Knoxville, Tennessee for H3 Wrestling. Um, I've got some bigger dates coming up later in the month that you will see pop up on my social media, but I can't really get into too much detail about that. Um, I'm putting uh, some details together for a workshop July uh, 1st in Tampa, so stay tuned for information on that. Um, again, I've got some uh, big dates in July that um, I can't release at the moment, but just keep hanging on my pages and you'll be able to see those. And I will be heading uh, for my next tour of the UK July 22nd. Um, I'm going to be working with Also Wrestling on a six-week tour there. I'm just really, really looking forward to that. Um, you, you can see me everywhere, man. If there's a ring and a camera and fans to entertain, you'll see me. So I literally, one of my goals is to wrestle 
pretty much in every corner of the world that has wrestling and appear on every major um, wrestling program in the face of the earth. And I'm pretty confident that I can appear on the majority of them within this year alone. So, um, you know, I'm working so hard every day to, um, you know, manifest this dream that I've had, you know, my entire life and, um, you know, inspire people along the way. And uh, one thing now that I do have the platform to discuss it as well, I've recently written uh, my first motivational book, and um, I'm looking forward to releasing that in the next few weeks. I read a book a few years back that really just changed my life. It was just a, a book kind of studying basic principles of mindfulness, and it, it just changed the way that I look at the world. And I feel like the book that I've recently written will have that same effect, um, you know, on so many people. And, uh, you know, if you look on my pages, you know, I have wrestler, artist, and, and motivator on there um, because that's really something that's very, very important to me. I've always been the kind of person that wanted to bring others up with me and wanted to help. Ever since I was a little kid, I just, you know, if somebody needed something and I could help pass my knowledge to them, I've always uh, wanted to do that. So it's important to me that as I progress in my career and, um, you know, make a name for myself in the industry that I'm giving back to as many people as possible. And um, I just want to spread good vibes. So uh, please get the book. I really think it'll it'll help you out um, quite a bit on your journey. Well, I'll tell you, I'll tell you what. Ro- throwing out there, because I know Alex had one, one last question for you. Uh, my last comment would be if uh, I was going to invite you to come back on the show again sometime soon, but since you mentioned that, I would love for you to come back on and, and, and promote your book if you – get the opportunity. I'm pretty sure you'd be making the, the rounds on uh, promoting yep. it out there on the, in the social media oh, world and so forth. But even if it's just not, oh, yeah. I don't know, 10, 15 minutes or so just to talk about it or whatever, uh, we'd love to have you yeah, come back and talk about it. Yeah, let's but, do uh, it. Alex. Man. Sweet, yeah. Um, like you know, pretty much this actually kind of ties into the uh, the last question you were, oh, well, the last few statements you were making. Um, there's a lot of wrestlers that just want to make money. And they want fame, right? It's common. You know, everybody wants to make money in the world. But, you know, I can relate to you in a lot because I feel that with everything you do in life, if you don't have a greater purpose than just, you know, self-success and self-fortune, you know, fortune, and you're not able to take what you're doing and, and give back and, and put, it, put it to something to help invest in the growth of something, uh, you know, I kind of feel like it's time well wasted. Um, I'm sorry, not time. It's just time wasted. So, uh, sure. My last question is, what message are you trying to send through your recognition in different parts of the world with the sport of wrestling? What is your ultimate goal that no matter if, if you make it to the very top or, or you know, you just keep having fun where you're at, what is the ultimate goal that you're trying to, to convey to people through, through, through your words and your wisdom and your mind? You know, what, what, is, your, what is your sole purpose? What what is the big picture for Chris Silvio in, in in your life with what you're trying to do? I mean, obviously, I, I have a lot of personal goals that um, you know that I'm working to attain. But if I could give two things, I guess kind of leave a legacy is um, one w- would be that you truly can do anything. Um, when I got in this industry, I was uh, an amateur wrestler. I wrestled at the 112 pound weight class. Um, I've never been. I'm not one of the tallest. Uh, competitors. Thankfully, I'm also not one of the shortest, um, but I, I came up where where people would look at me like I was insane because I wanted to be a pro wrestler. I didn't fit the prototype. Um, when I came and started working in the bigger industries, when I got to OVW in 2007, 
these guys were monsters. I remember walking into my first day and seeing guys that are 300 pounds or six foot six, um, you know, and it was crazy to, to be surrounded by people like that. And, um, you know, I've had everybody from, uh, you know, close family to people that, you know, told me in the nicest ways they can, you know, hey, maybe you should try something else. Maybe you should do something else. But I, I didn't have anything else. And I've tried my fair share of things, and I've found success, you know, in the business world outside of wrestling, but that, that passion never died. And I never, ever let any of that deter me. And now that I've really gotten control over um, not only my wrestling game, but, but my life and my mind state, my possibilities are, are just limitless, I feel. And if I could pass that message to anyone is that, it doesn't ever matter what anyone wants for your life or what anyone says. If you want something, you can do it. Um, you can achieve success. And secondly, you can be happy. Every day people wake up searching for a way to be happy. People always say, I'll be happy when this happens or when I have more time to do the things I want. Um, make that time today. We don't know if we're going to be here for 50 more years or 50 more minutes. Um, so if I can just pass, look, there's a way that you can be happy in your life every single day, and it involves doing the things that you love and the things that, you know, that make you smile. Um, so if I could really pass those two things on, man, I think uh, I'm a living example that anything is possible. I was the, the most unlikely candidate, candidate to enter into professional wrestling, and I've lived my dream for the last 15 years, and I'm doing things that people only dream of doing. Um, you can do that too if you're willing to put in the work, believe in yourself 100% of the way, and, and anything is possible. Amen. Amen. Perfect. Well, Chris, on behalf of Alex and, and Nate and myself for Pipe Bomb Radio, we, we can't thank you enough for taking the time. You've been on almost an hour, and, and that, that's, a, that's a lot considering it's over on the East Coast, and I know it's getting late over there for you. We need to let you go to get some rest and that. Uh, get back at it again, but the fact that you gave us this time, it is greatly appreciated. We thank you so much, and we look forward to having you coming back. Yeah, no problem. I'm going to get back to this uh, Tracy Morgan stand-up special. Stand alive. Hilarious. <laughs> Godfather, check it out. Give me a review on it. Um, nice. Right, dude, th- thank you so much for having me, fellas. Uh, I look forward to talking to you guys again soon. And, Alex, I will see you in two All weeks, right. brother. See you then, man. Take care of yourself. Right. Thank you. See you guys. Have a good one, brother. And there you have it, folks. That's not only Chris, uh, Chris Silvio. You know, he 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 reminded me of a lot of the people that I've had on here, and, I'll, and and what I mean by that, and Nate knows exactly what I'm talking about when I say this. When you just have to get one question asked and just sit back and listen, it's a good day at the office. Because and it's not so much that we don't have to do a whole lot of talking. In reality, I didn't do a whole lot of talking. I did a whole lot of listening. And that's a good day for me because sometimes I don't like to be, I don't like to be the one to talk all the time. If I have to be the one to talk all the time, then 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 we got we got we we got to meet at a common ground and, and figure something out. Because the majority of the guests that I bring on the show, or that Alex has brought on the show, or that Nate's brought on the show. A lot of them, oh, you can just get them started, just light that spark, and just let them go. And that's all I, That's all we did. And Alex got it started, and, and it just took off from there. And kudos to Alex for bringing this guy on because we definitely got introduced to a hell of a guy. 
Oh yeah, no, man, he he's awesome. I mean, it's I love when when people's minds are so much deeper than just the standard level of of intelligence in a way. You know, when when you're able to be such a creative mind and and look at the world in so many different ways, you get a whole new perception to something that might be as small as professional wrestling, but you get to see a bigger picture out of it. And and I, I love it, man. You know, I I had a notepad and I was jotting things down myself, and you know, very very cool, very cool. Nate, what are your thoughts, bro? I thought it was just a, a fun conversation, man. I, I think that uh, you know Chris had a lot of insight as as somebody that's been around for a while uh, on on a lot of things that people are talking about now. You know, we talked about the the kind of uh, Randy Orton debate that popped off a couple weeks ago, and I thought he had a great answer uh, to that question. And then talking about, you know, what fans are looking for now from the product and from the performers. So uh, I think that uh, he, he was great to have on. I can't wait to have him back on. And I think the listeners, uh, that's what we're here for, boys. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It's pipe on radio, man. Overall, we're always though. doing big things. <laughs> and it's been been fun. I'm not gonna lie to you. There's been times where I'm like, okay, I'm not gonna mention any names, but I have mentioned this situation once, and it was kind of awkward as hell. But it's definitely you look back in one of the blooper moments of uh, of over the last four years is when we actually had a guest. Nate, you weren't here for this yet, but it was with me and Austin, and he had gotten on a legend. He, he he's a legend. I will say that. However, he got on the air with us, and he was drunk. I knew this because he thought I was his son, and he thought Austin was his mm. grandson. Oh, no. And I'm like, dude, oh, my God. No, he said, I could be your daddy now. I could be. I'm old enough. Uh, and Austin, he, he's like, that, that could be my grandson. right? I said, dude, what, what world are you living in? And, I, and he tried to call back. I said, no, Austin, we are done with this. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. But these are blooper awesome. moments that I can go back and, and – Oh my God! I, I won't say who it was, but I will say it off the air. That's uh, all I will say. I, I was going to say I'm that gonna, was the I'm last not, time not Hulk out. Hogan came on Pipe Bomb Radio, right? <laughs> you know it, brother. Bloopers, baby. Bloopers. What you going to do, brother? You going to be my Mexican son? <laughs> That's <brother>. an idea. <laughs> <laughs> Elio, if you're listening, pal, we're going to have to make a blooper reel for sure. You have to make a blooper reel of some of the re- most ridiculous things that have happened on the la- on the show over the last several years. And uh, again, I will have to highlight the fact that and throw it out there that our most controversial, our most talked about show, at least through YouTube, has been with the one and only Ahmed Johnson. If you have not heard it, heard, go listen to it. Controversy creates cash. Unfortunately, I haven't seen none of that cash because you know Nate has ties to that. And he, he got a thing with the Boogie Woogie Man that says he's entitled to take a lot of this money here. So, you know. <laughs> but I, I, I'm going to leave that alone now. We're going to move on, I believe. And correct me if I'm wrong, Alex. Uh, do have we, have we heard from, uh, from Ray or is he calling in? Yes, 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 he is. Okay, cool. I wasn't sure if that was him or not. I wanted to be sure. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, or better yet, I'm going to turn it over to Alex. Alex, I want you to do Again? the introduction for your boy here, because we, we no, no, no. yes, 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 and if you don't do this for him, I know he's gonna get mad. He's gonna come after you. So, come on, let's give him a good introduction here. <laughs> come at me, bro. Come at me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, 
let me see. Let me see if I can get this. All right, <clears throat> ladies and gentlemen, now coming on the show live for the first time ever making his Pipe Bomb Radio debut, the one, the only, the masked man himself, Mr. Ray Theory. Yeet, yeet. Of the yeet. How's it going, man? <laughs> <laughs> I'm all right, guys. How you guys doing? Doing good. We're doing great. We're doing good. I had, to, I had to make sure he gave you the proper introduction here because, you know, if anybody can do this, it had to be Alex to do this introduction. Nobody else could give it as good of an intro as, we, as he could. Yeah, I appreciate it, my boy. Yeah, you know, I could have done. I could have done better. I could have done better, but you know, I mean, that, that's what we have. Oh, oh, so you were holding before, back? You know, added, adding greatness so you, through the so whole wait, thing. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Are you? Were you, what, were you holding back? I held back a little bit. You know, just a little bit. You know, I got. I got. Yeah. All right. Well, you know what. Again, I'm gonna I'm gonna turn the mic over to 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 uh, Alex and kick things off with the, the first question of the night to uh, to Ray and let us let us get this party started because uh, I'm not sure. Are you on the East Coast, Ray? No, uh, he, he, he's whatever you consider Mississippi. Central, Central. I guess I'd be Central. Central time. Okay, cool. Okay. Central time. Yeah. Let's kick it. Let's do this. <laughs> Go for it, Alex. Yeah, hey, so sometimes sometimes his mask gets in the way of seeing like what what time zone he's in on his phone because it gets reflective. So you gotta you gotta see him sometimes on that. Yeah, well, you know we're, we're good. You know what? And I'm actually gonna deflect the first question and give it to Mr. Nate Milton since he uh, you know had a fashionably late entrance as always. You know that we love and adore. So Mr. Nate, go ahead, man. I'm, I'm deflecting this to you. Oh. Okay, okay. Oh. I like it. I like it. And it's, it kind of it kind of ties into uh, you know, my other show, The Kings of Sports. And since we got, you know, Ray on the show and Ray is the king, it's like king talking to kings. I I, I can dig it. Um, oh, I thought you meant I, I thought I guess, you meant relate to your other show on being late there too. I mean, oh. I mean, you know, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> I, I told you I got to make an entrance. Ray knows, you know, in, in any kind of business, show business, pro wrestling, you got to make an interest. You got to stand out. Oh, man, that's, you, that's right. That's right. <laughs> um, but I, I guess my first question uh, for, for the listeners, man, is, you know, how, how'd you get into this crazy world of, of pro wrestling? Were, were, were you always a fan going back to when you were uh, a young king? Uh, Yeah, man, I grew up a wrestling fan, like, as far as I can remember, man, that you know, I've been watching wrestling. Um and um I was born and raised in Bronx, New York and um uh, I've always man, I always watched wrestling and I, I remember in middle school actually, um you know, when a lot of my, my friends they were kinda, you know, getting into that stage of their life where they were getting too old for wrestling, quote unquote and they stopped watching it, you know, I was like, you know what, I'm gonna I'm gonna stop watching it too, you know. Maybe I'm getting too old for this. And you know how long that lasted? One week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I had to see what was going on on Raw. But, um, yeah, um, I always wanted to be a wrestler. I didn't know how I was going to do it. Um, before I left New York, I went looking for wrestling schools. And I only found two. One was in New Jersey, which was about two hours away from me. And another one was Johnny Rod. And, um... I think it was about $4,000, and it was about an hour and a half away from me on training bus. So, you know, without the money and the time out, you know, it wasn't possible for me to pursue that. But 
once I moved down to the south, you know, uh, I saw a flyer for an indie show. I kept it on the dashboard of my car, and I made sure I didn't forget to go to that show. And um, I went to the show, spoke to the right people, and within a month, I, I began training with them. And uh, here I am. Oh, wow. Okay. And, well, you know, talking about growing up in New York and, and you know, just being a, a, a huge fan of mm-hmm. wrestling, who were some of the guys that kind of jumped off the screen and, and you, know, you were like, that's, that's what I want to do someday? Oh, man. That's easy. That's Ultimate Warrior. Okay. Like, as soon as I seen Ultimate Warrior, I'm like, man, this is a real-life cartoon character right here. Like, just the tassels <laughs> and the face paint, like, he, he just got me. And even to this day, like, I'm a sucker for face paint. Anybody with face paint, I just, I just, I just get aroused. I'm like, oh, I love this guy. I love this guy. Like, I'm a big fan of um, Tamatunga, um, Sting, LOD. Those are all my okay. guys. I don't know okay. what it is, but it, it's, it's face paint that got me. I don't know what it is, but it intrigues me. <laughs> I always thought one day I'll be wearing face paint, but... Instead, I'm wearing a lucha mask, so I have to deal with that for now. <laughs> you know, speaking of the mask, speaking of the mask, well, I, I would love to hear the story of the mask. Tell us a little bit of educate us, um, and then um, and my listeners on here too about uh, the history of the mask and what it represents in this case uh, for the mask wrestlers. Not just not just necessarily in Mexico, but anyone that wears a mask, really, there usually is a reason for it. And I would love to hear more about your your, your story on that. Right. Well, um, like I said, I never thought I would be wearing a mask. Um, not that I didn't have any desire to wear a mask, but, you know, I just never pictured myself with a mask. But, um, you know, I wear a mask. It's not for a fashion trend. It's not to look cool. It's not for the kids to like me. My mask is actually speaks for the story of my life. You know, okay. the, the black in my mask represents the obstacles, you know, the dark days I had in New York. You know, see the red symbolizes the blood, the blood that was shed, all the heartaches, everything I had to come, overcome to get to this point. And, you know, the gold represents the king. You know, the little success that I've, I have already achieved, you know, two and a half years in the business. So, you know, the, the okay. colors play a big part into, you know, my mask and why I wear it. You know, it symbolizes me in a way. Okay. So, uh, I, I guess I can respect that. Uh, I'll jump. I guess I'll jump in on this one, you know, and, and kind of bounce off Felix's yeah, question. So, one of the things that you know he did talk, and I just want to kind of talk about the math. So, um, in, in your early days, when, when you when you talked about moving down to Mississippi, uh, you know, your home promotion, pro wrestling, you go, quote unquote, pride of Mississippi. Shout out to you guys. There you go. Plug. Um, but on top of that, you know, you started you started training there. You started wrestling there. Your old masks used to have black, red, and white, and you used to go by the name Dark Fury. For those of you that that may not know him as Ray Fury, he was once Dark Fury. Then then I know um, because I know you personally, you had that point in your life where you wanted to kind of evolve to the next step, and and also. Ray Fury, the the name Ray took the place of Dark, and and if if I can remember correctly, tell us a little bit about it. The the the, the transformation to that name also had a lot to you know bounce off and represent your your late grandfather, if, if I can remember correctly, and, and why you chose to to kind of to honor honor the name of Ray in 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 your character. I, I think was because of him, correct? Right, right. Well, um, 
I was known as Dark Fury, you know, but um, I kind of wanted to be. I, I wanted. I wanted. To, I thought you know I could be taken more serious, with a more realistic name, and you know around that same time is when my grandfather had passed, and that was like the real first death in my family that was really close to me. I never had anybody, you know, lost before that that was actually that close to me. So, you know, it hurt. And um, and Ray, you know, he was, quote-unquote, sort of like the king of our family, you know. He mm. was that, that male figure. He was that male role. So when he died, I thought it was only fitting that I take the name Ray and, you know, carry it on in his memory. A little deep, man, but I, I thank you for sharing that little piece of information with everybody. You know, it's, you know, so many guys sometimes sometimes throw on a mask and call themselves, you know, uh, you know, the, the, the masked, malicious, you know, whatever, or, 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 you know, dark monster, you know, you know, all these different crazy generic names, but, you know, so many people really take a mask and tie it into their personality and, and who they are, and, and the mask becomes you. You represent right. the mask, and, and and how do you feel right now, you know, a, a lot of the mask is, is obviously it was originated a lot in, in, in more of the, the Lucha Libre uh, style and culture of wrestling, but, you know, the, the, the biggest tradition is a lot of times you would never see any wrestlers walk around any time around the show, building, whatever, without their mask on. You know, so many guys never knew what somebody looked like because they were always wearing the mask. How important do you feel that tradition is uh, as, as a masked wrestler? Do you, do you think a lot of guys are straying away from that? Do you try to keep yourself traditional where people don't know who you are under the hood? I mean, tell us a little bit about your opinion on that. Um. I'm not around too many masked guys, um, but the guys that I am around that are masked, they, they do keep it under wraps. And even if they walk in the building without a mask, they have a towel over their head, so they do take it very serious. And mm. um, I think, you know, so, you know, just from my standpoint, I don't feel like it's a lost art. It's being actually carried on, and I think it's great. I think that's the way it should be. I think it's just it just shows a sign of respect. And... um. I do think it should be worn at all times, before and after the show, at least. And um, you know, the, like you said, with the you know with, with the names and the mask, I feel like you know this this mask with me is not a gimmick. I feel like it's organic. It's me. It's who I am. You know. Yeah, yeah, I totally understand. You know, I we we had uh, Lafour on the show one time, and and you know he, he talked a little bit about that as well, and. And, you know, it's funny because I went to uh, the Ring of Honor tryouts with him, and and I clearly remember leaving the, the dojo, driving back to the hotel, and he still walked through the lobby with his mask on all the way until we got into the room, you know. And, and I mean, it's just crazy how some guys really hold on to the tradition. And, um, and, and you know, I, I, think, I think that's just one of those little accents in the business that – like one of those small respectable treasures that people hold on to that are a little overlooked but very respected in the eyes of uh, of others. So uh, I think that's a really cool thing, you know, main, main, holding on to that tradition and kind of keeping keeping it a little old school from the way it originated. Right, right. Agreed. 
Now, Ray, uh, earlier okay. tonight we talked to a uh, we we talked to Chris Silvio and, and talked about his kind of journey in in this business. And I'm wondering if somebody who is still you know kind of relatively young and in in this sport and and young in your journey, uh, what what lessons have you learned so far? And and what what's kind of been the most eye opening thing when you actually step into this world that you know you talk about when you were younger you saw on TV? What what's kind of been the most Surprising thing, I guess, you becoming a pro wrestler. Oof. Uh, where should I start with that? But um, one of the things that I learned is uh, that really shocked me was um, always, always perform like Vince McMahon is watching. Hmm. Never, never, never half-ass it. Never go out there and get 40, 50, 80% just because you have 10 people in the crowd or just because you think, you know, you don't like, or just because you don't like the guy you're in the ring with. You know, always perform at your best because there's been so many times where I don't know who's in the audience. I go out there, I do, I do my thing, and the following night, you know, I'm approached on Facebook or Twitter and saying, hey, I seen your match last night. Would you like to work here, here, or here? And I'm like, wow. You know, I didn't even know, you know, I didn't even know that these, this many eyes were on me before, you know, so you never know who's watching. So that that took me by surprise. But, um, but yeah. So, so one of the yeah. last things I... One of the things that I want to kind of tie into that with what Nate was saying was, you know, a, a lot of guys in the business, you know, you have a lot of veterans and from, you know, you and I broke in the business around the same time. And, and how do you feel at this point? So many guys, and you know, we've talked to a few guests before about it. And, they, and again, listeners of Pipe Bomb Radio, um, we're not here to, to, to cater to feelings. You know, sometimes we're going to ask hard-hitting questions. Sometimes we may think, say things that you guys don't like. And, again, it's called Pipe Bomb Radio for a reason. So if you get your feelings hurt too easily, I'm sorry. Tag me on a post on Facebook. I'll like it. Give you a little smiley, positive reinforcement. But, hey, here it is. So one of the biggest things that I feel is that so many people want things, expect opportunities to fall in their laps. But how important is work ethic, investing in yourself, and, and earning the reward versus just thinking you can get into a ring one, two times a month do a show and then expect to get a call up or something when that's all you're doing. You know, I mean, what, what is your opinion on work ethic, investing in yourself and earning the reward versus just kind of waiting for it to sit around and fall in your lap, fall in your lap. You know, um, guys waiting for opportunities like that, they're just unrealistic opportunities. You know, they're just holding on to something that's not going to happen. If you don't work, you don't bust your ass, and you don't invest in yourself. I always tell my wife, you've got to invest in yourself. Always, always, always invest in yourself. If you don't invest in yourself, your career, your look, nobody else is going to do it for you, especially mm-hmm. in this business. If you think going out there, working one weekend a month, you know, you're going to get this, you're going to get that, you're going to get titles, you're going to get sponsors, it's not going to happen. There's always one guy ahead of you working harder than you, busting their ass to be ahead of where you're at. You know? That yeah. is it's just it's unrealistic goals. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. 
Right. I mean, you know, you know I, Chris Sylvia was. Just, oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, no, no. Yeah, I just, I just see a lot of guys, you know, who who say they want more, and then, you know, they. I, I just don't yeah. see it. You know what I mean? And yeah. It's, it's all over. It's, it's all the time. I see it. You know. Yeah, and, and like I said, Chris Sylvia was just talking to us about how, you know, a lot of these guys are in, in this business. 8 to 10 to 12 to 15 years before they get their big break. And, and mm-hmm. obviously this is 10 to 15 years of consistent hard work of, of just sacrifice and, 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 you know, marketing and networking and driving 8 hours this way, 12 hours another way, 19 hours this way. I mean, you know, it's just, you know, a lot of people don't understand that you have to sacrifice so much at the beginning of this business before anything comes. This is this is an investment. Wrestling is an investment. You have to invest into wrestling. You have to marry it. You have to love it. You know, I, I mean, you know as well as I do. You know, we both started in places, your situation a little better than mine, but, but you know, I started in a place where, yeah, it, I was looked down upon because I left to go invest in myself and, and, and sacrifice and put in money, miles, and, and sweat and tears in different places. And, you know, you've put in countless amount of time on the road and, and in training, and, and people don't seem to get that. They think that they're, they're going to wrestle once a month and then get some promoter to call them and pay for their flight to go this way. It just doesn't work that way. So um, what advice would you give to these young wrestlers or, or people who are listening right now that might kind of be feeling a little bit stuck early on in their career, but they have this whole journey ahead? What kind of advice would you give them to kind of start following their path into in, into success. Man, I, I feel like me and you, we, we're not veterans, but we can give some of the best advice out to these young guys coming in because we, I feel like we just came out of their shoes. We just walk, we just finished walking the, foot, the footsteps that they're about to walk in. You understand? Right. And the, the best advice I can give is just, you know, just bust your ass and take chances. You never know what's behind door number one, two, or three. But sitting down on the sofa, you're not going to get to go through either door. So, you know, that's what I say. Just take chances. Take chances with your gimmick. Take chances on your look. Take chances in the ring, you know. Like, a lot a lot of stuff I learn on the road. Sometimes if I can't get the train, I learn it on the road. A lot of lessons that I, I, I learned on the road, I can't learn back at home from my mentors or just being in the gym working out. So you got to hit the road no matter what, no matter if it's 10 people in the crowd or 150 people in the crowd because those big bookings aren't going to come right away. But the more right. you bust your ass, the faster it's going to come. And, Ray, actually I do have a question for you as well. In this case, it's uh, definitely uh, in, in reference to your self-promotion as well. If For those who are not able to keep up with or don't are not aware of where they can keep up with Ray Fury and, and everything that's going on with, with, with you – What's the best way they can keep in contact with you and find out where your next appearance is going to be and so forth? And what would be your next appearance coming up? Let's talk about that. Um, Facebook, 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 Facebook. I'm on there heavy every day. Um, it's the best way to promote yourself, the best way I promote myself. Um, Twitter, um, Twitter underscore Ray Fury, Facebook Ray Fury. I'm on Instagram, King Fury underscore. And um, my uh, next booking will be at in Chalmette, Louisiana, 
be Elevate Pro. That's where I'll be seeing clues that. And um actually fighting Gregory James for the Elevate, Heavyweight Elevate Pro title. So hopefully I can bring hold the gold because Gregory James has been thrown on my side for months now. So. Alex, you're going to have to let us know what, what the outcome is on that one because uh, I know that you're going to be there as well. And when we have you back, when we come back on in a couple oh, yeah. of weeks, you have to let us know the outcome of that show. Find out what happened yeah, between uh, Ray, Ray and Greg. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, yeah I'm looking forward to that one there. myself. Yeah, I got I got my hands full with Chris Silvio at the beginning, and then, you know, as soon as that match is over, <laughs> I'm grabbing my popcorn and watching my boy do his thing. Hopefully uh, hopefully we can see a little bit of a title change. So. There you go. All righty. Well... Do you guys, uh, uh, Nate? Did you have any other questions for Ray before we can let him go for the night? I, I guess the last, uh, the last question I would have for Ray is, uh, you know, he just told us uh, some advice he would give to somebody coming up, getting into the business. I'm wondering, uh, what's been the best advice somebody's given you? You know, one of the old heads. What's been the best advice somebody that's kind of walked even further along in the journey has, has given you that, uh, you know, you you take the heart. Just to be patient, because I know, you know, I know I just came in, but you know, it's hard to see other guys get a big opportunity sometimes. And um, you know, everybody wants to succeed. Everybody wants that big money match. Everybody wants to go to this promotion, that promotion. But you know, it's just got to be patient, and with time, everything will come. And um, to also, and also take your time. Take your time. Don't try to rush through okay. everything because timing is everything. Cool. Okay. All right. Well, with that said, Ray, on behalf of Alex, uh, Nate, and myself for Pipe Bomb Radio, we greatly appreciate you giving us the time tonight to, to educate us a little bit on, on who Ray Fury is and where he's going and what's coming up in, in the next couple of weeks or so. We look forward to hearing the outcome of uh, that matchup and if we will be uh, – if we will see a new champion crowned, uh, we definitely want to hear about it. But um, we thank you again for joining us tonight. Man. We can't thank you enough for giving us this time. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Yeet. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Nate. Have a good night, sir. Yo, go ahead. All right, brother. All right, man. Did someone say, did someone say hey, Nate? Yeah, that. can I get a yeet? Can I get a yeet? Oh, oh you, 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 you can get two of them. You can get two of them. Can I get two of them? Can I get a yeet? yeet? <laughs> <laughs> two times because we ain't never lost. Nate has officially now become obsoyeet. Oh. <laughs> he's been de oh. And he's still going. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Awesome. All righty. Good stuff. Good stuff. All righty, Ray. You have yourself a good night, sir. 
All right, guys. Peace. All right, later, man. All right, brother. Later. <laughs> and that was the first right show. there, folks. It was a fun. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I've ever heard Nate ever do that. He's never got called out on something to do on, on the spot. So I think that he handled it pretty well. I think you did you, you did him you did him proud there doing your whatever that was a yeet, yeet. and then uh, I think with yeet. the overkill the overkill the overkill and I have to say this overkill was saying he was obsolete really <laughs> but I'm bummed could you get me could you be more cornballish my God I don't know overkill I have no well, then again I don't know I don't know Felix I, considering all the uh, discussion this past week or so. I don't know if Alex can say that without us getting sued by the Hardys or by uh, Impact. Oh, hey, that's it. But I'm pumped. It ain't gonna happen. <laughs> <laughs> well, you missed the beginning of part of the show, though, Nate, because I had to, I had to give this guy a hard time because you know he was MIA, was you know enjoying some rays, and I don't mean rays, fury. I mean, in the sun rays, that is. Out there on, on the ocean, and then you know, while all of us were over here working, he was over there just kicking back and just relaxing and maxing, relaxing, maxing and relaxing. Is that a word? Shit, I don't think I even said it right. All right, I'm aging myself. I'm going to shut up now. What I'm saying is, I had to give this guy a hard time because he was gone. Yep, I was gone for one show where <clears throat> the host was gone for how long was it, Nate? I think he left mm. us for a little while. Like. Like an mm. like a, like our, our dad shows? abandoned us, and then he decided to come back eighteen years later. You know, after the, hard, after the hard work's been done. <laughs> really? Man, at least know. Alex left That's us not... with. Uh, at least Alex left us with. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we got Saxon, and then definitely, and I don't regret that because uh, John had a lot to say, and I still, I'm still wondering, is. Is is the real reason that that Alex was gone was because John was on the show, or was he just really? I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm not trying to stir anything <laughs> out there. So. <laughs> oh man. But John was great. I have to say, John was awesome to talk to, and he always had he always had good things to say about you. If you haven't heard the show, I recommend it. I don't know. Have you heard the show yet, Alex? Probably not. No, Maybe. I have not yet. I haven't yet. It's on my to do list. Sure, buddy. I see how it is, though. It's all right. No, no, it's cool. I'm, I'm going to tell Elio that uh, sends you the link for the YouTube so you can listen to it on YouTube. Great. Although I have heard, and I don't know this for a fact, I have heard that sometimes our links on, on our YouTube are, are better quality than, than the, the, the blog talk, and that's not our fault, unfortunately. Blog talk isn't always the best connection, but we make it work. We make it work. So... As Nate was saying last week, not last week, two weeks ago when we were on, the last couple of months, it's either been Alex and Nate or Felix and, 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 and Alex or Felix and Nate. I think this is the first time in a few months that it's been all three of us on the show. I do think about that. What y'all think about that? The boys are back together again, huh? Oh, I love it, man. It's, it's always exciting. You know, it's Three minds, we're a three-headed monster, man. We work well together. So I think when, when we're all firing on all cylinders, we, we come up with some good stuff. So um, it, it, it's 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 been – I don't think we're, we're we're living under expectation tonight. We're going above and beyond. And we still have a few, you know, at least another half hour to go, man. I'm ready to roll. I don't know why we're sitting here asking each other questions. Let's, let's keep going, man. I'm ready. I'm pumped up. Well, I have to throw – I have to throw – you know, I have to throw it out there, though, through the whole show. 
I, ha- I, do, I, I didn't want to say it until after the guests left the show. But, Alex, you got to learn to put your vibrator away because I kept hearing it going on through the whole freaking show. <laughs> okay, I, I said that already. <laughs> that said, we'll, we'll move on. <laughs> I know that was you, Alex. I know that was you. So, anyways, was, we'll move on. Probably, it probably was. It probably was. <laughs> and look, man, I, uh, some, I sometimes listening to some of these questions get kind of long, man. I have to have something fun over here, you know? You did not just go there. Nate, tell me he didn't just say that. Tell me he didn't just <laughs> say Which I meant by interacting with my social media followers on my phone and plugging the show. So I don't know where your head's at, Nate. I mean, Jesus, come on, man. Uh, okay, changing the subject now. We'll move on. <laughs> First off, I know there's something I'm going to mention that I was I haven't seen yet, but I'm going to sit down and watch it after after the show here. And that was the the table for three, the most recent one that they started promoting, with Jimmy Cornette, Michael Hayes, and Eric Bischoff. To be a fly sitting at that table listening to those three go at it, woohoo! Man, just the previews alone looked like it was going to get kind of explosive because Jimmy Cornette, as long as, as many of us know. He don't have a filter. He's never had one. He probably never will. And those two go back, him and Bischoff go back a long time. So have you guys seen it? And if so, your thoughts, recommendations, yes or no? Are you going to watch it? I saw bits and pieces of it. Uh, I am that, that is one of the things that I'm actually going to do tomorrow and watch the rest of it because I am so beyond interested uh, the little clips that I did see, just uh, they they had my attention through the through the commercials and promos of it. I, it was it was exciting. So there, there was definitely a little heat there. So you know, it, a little tension always makes the quality of watching something always a little better. So uh, I'm very excited to see what 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 the whole uh, show has in store. There we go. All right. Have you seen it, Nate? No, I, I have not seen it yet, but it's uh, definitely something on my to-do list for the week. Uh, since I am on vacation this week, uh, I, I'll find some oh, time nice. to keep my feet up and, and check it out. Because Table for Three to me is is one of the better shows on the network. Like when ever they get an interesting group, it, it's always a fun show. And, and so when you got those three guys, uh, it, it can't be anything but good. Like I, I've seen the one clip where they were talking about Russo. And that, by itself, is enough to sell the episode. Right? Oh. I wonder if they would ever get Russo on a table for three with Bischoff and, and, and or better yet, Bischoff and, and, and Cornette and Russo together. Oh. Uh, see, they, they, I don't they know. should have those three guys, and they, had, they should have had, like, a Russo over at the kiddie table and <laughs> just talking wow. about it in front okay. of his face. <laughs> I can hear you, bro. <laughs> the fact you said it just like you probably would have too. <laughs> oh my god. Anyways. What what do you guys think about this upcoming uh the upcoming uh oh like, uh Extreme Rules. Wow, I just had a female moment. Hold on a second. <laughs> Extreme Rules. Shut up, Alex. Not a word from you, Alex. <laughs> Oh, Lord. No, the Extreme Rules coming up here. There's really any reason. Like, they have so many shows. I don't blame you for 
for getting the title? Like, is this extreme rules or, or payback or backlash or great balls of fire? Oh, I'm still that one, Thank you. I'm not the only one thinking that. But, you know, we got extreme rules coming up. They're going to determine the new number one contender. There's rumors that uh, Braun Strowman is not going to be out for the rest of the year, as they all thought. I'm not going to say anything that I believe or don't believe until I actually see it happen. I, I take the, the, the dirt sheets as, as, as with a grain of salt sometimes. I don't really know what to believe with them anymore, and sometimes I don't believe a lot of what they said. You know, if he comes back, I think it would be great because ultimately everybody's going to want to see him take on Brock Lesnar. But I think they should start to, to, to push these guys that they've got in this fatal five-way uh, I'd like to see where they continue on pushing uh, Finn Balor. I'd love to see Joe in the title picture. You know, give opportunities to these guys that, that, that are in there now. They're fresh. It's something different. You know, ultimately they dropped the ball with Roman, and we've talked about this a few times. After coming off that big win at the at, at, the, at WrestleMania, that could have they could have developed into something, but they had to finish that Braun Strowman rivalry to, to totally dis- destroy the momentum he had, in my opinion. And now Roman has just been framed as the unlikable babyface, I guess. Good guy. I don't know whatever term you want to use. But just He's liked, but he's not. He's not going to get that nuclear or the un, undeniable craziness that, he, that John Cena gets. But Roman, uh, he's lost in obscurity. You mean he's no, not going to get that Finn Relax. Relax, Alex. I'm not going to touch your boy John Cena tonight. Don't worry. I'm not going to say nothing bad about him. I promise. <laughs> no, I, I know Nikki, uh, well, Nikki, I mean, Bella, I, Nick, Nikki Bella might come over and, and – never mind. I won't say nothing. I'm going to show that. But I know that's Nate's favorite hey, right there too. So. If, we, if we can trigger her to come at us, you say whatever you have to say to get Nikki Bella over here. Let's do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> if you, you can look. You can look, but you, you can't can touch. touch. Exactly. Hey, I don't know about it's that. It's okay to look at the menu as long as you eat at home. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! But no, but, you but know anyway, the thing that... is, is, I don't understand the thing with 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 Roman. You know, I I see Roman, I see Seth, I see Finn, I see Bray, I see all these you know all these guys in this, and the ones I want to see benefit out of this would be would be the Finn Balors, would be the Joe. Yes, and if need be. Maybe even Bray Wyatt. Is there really any need to prove anything more with Seth Rollins with the Roman Reigns? They've proven themselves. They have. They don't need to be elevated to that next level again. It's, it, it's yeah, not necessary. I, I, so I mean, that's I'm throwing that in there. So go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, if we're, if we're going to start with the the Universal Title match, uh, yeah, I, I, I want to see Finn come out on top. You know, I think I think he he is undeniably the most over guy right now on Raw. I would say. Uh, everybody loves him. Roman Reigns again. I I do feel as a fan, and again, people, this is this is me, my opinion as a fan, not not as a worker. So if anybody gets offended, you know, hey, just I'm sorry. Go grab some Kleenex or toilet paper. Works fine. Um, I, I think oh, the ultimate opportunity tonight. for Roman man. Reigns. <laughs> sorry, man. Hey, I, it, it's disclaimers, man. Um, I, I think that the opportunity they had with Roman Reigns was after the Undertaker victory, for him to take take that heel route. He was getting mm-hmm. mad heat. You could have easily made him more hated and made him completely 
undestructible. Yeah, they could have finished it off with the the the, the Braun Strowman thing. I understand, but they they could have easily used that and built something with him because we haven't seen Roman Reigns as a heel, and and I think if he goes that route, they can do so much with him because he's going to be that big unstoppable force that that he's claiming to be because right now everyone's I guess everyone's kind of tired of it but you know it's just you know the fans are always going to be the fans WWE's making billions for a reason but you know I, I think a, a Roman Reigns heel turn would be nice but yeah he has nothing to prove we don't need to see Roman versus Brock again Seth Rollins again uh, I, I feel that Seth Rollins versus Brock Lesnar could be a good match but that's not what people want to see Bray Wyatt, I, I think he's he's a great fit for the for the number one contenders match, but I don't think that he's the the fit to go against Brock Lesnar for this particular situation. Uh, Samoa Joe would be cool, but you know I think that would be a great match on Samoa Joe's end. I think he can make Brock Lesnar look like a million bucks. It would, but I, again, for this situation, I don't think it's going to fit. Um, if you have noticed, since Finn Balor has come back, you've heard nothing about the Demon. We have not heard anything about face paint, Demon Finn Balor, nothing. So my question is, are we going to see the Demon this weekend? But they have teased nothing. And the reason I feel that that is going on is because if Finn Balor does win, we might very well see the Beast versus the Demon King. He's going to have to go to that level to beat Brock Lesnar, so maybe they're saving it for the return of the demon versus the beast, because it'll make very, very good advertisement and publicity for the next event for that match. Okay. Okay. I didn't think about that, but that's actually a good point. There hasn't really been any promotion of it. There hasn't really been any mention of it. Uh, not saying that it couldn't happen. And it could almost give it that, uh, give that feel of a David versus Goliath type of scenario with these two. And him yeah. Could we see Finn, Finn come out on top and, and, and slay the beast? It's an interesting concept Either way, because it's, I still believe they're going to have something in, in back, as a backup just in case. I have a sneaking yeah, yeah, feeling, definitely. and I don't, want, I don't like that sneaking feeling, but <laughs> I'd love to see it because no. he never lost it. Yeah. No, no, and I, and I totally agree, but I, I think the Universal, you guys know how I feel about this because I've said it over and over again even before WrestleMania. Uh, the, the WWE Universal title, I don't know if anybody remembers what it looks like because just to let you know, it's red and, and it's got gold on it. So because we haven't seen it on television since WrestleMania, um, it, it, wow. it, it, it needs to come back home. We see the Universal title all the time. I'm sorry, the, the WWE Championship all the time on SmackDown, but the Universal title needs to be on the show every week and it's rotting away in the hands of its owner right now and that's why we need some kind of change soon. So... It's it's uh, I don't know can't, I, just, I can't deny that. Bad Nate, you've been quiet on this whole situation here. I'm I'm curious to hear your thoughts uh, as we touch bases on this on this uh, five man uh, the fatal five way, if you will. I think first of all, it's going to be a good match. It, it is probably maybe the only match on the show I actually have a huge interest in. Uh, you know, because I think. For the most part, extreme rules as it lines up on paper. I don't know how you guys feel, but it it feels more like a a, a boosted version of Raw rather than a special event or a pay per view. 
you know, it just doesn't it just doesn't have that excitement level for me. As opposed to Money in the Bank on SmackDown, which I think at this time only has four matches announced, and I'm already more excited for Money in the Bank than I am for Extreme oh, yeah. Rules. Yeah. Uh, so I, I think the match will be good, and I think Finn should be the winner. Uh, the only problem, though, is, and, you know, Alex talked about the title not being there. I think this is something we're going to have to deal with for, for most of the year uh, because we know the plan for WrestleMania, at least the, the plan that was out there, is Brock and Roman again. And so I don't know if the I, – I think they may be stubborn enough to just have Brock beat all of these guys until WrestleMania – where he finally gets beat by Roman, which I don't know if I'm too interested in watching for, you know, the next 10 months. But then again, what if what if Finn Balor wins the title and you build up eventually, you know, th- this could be a couple of months this can go on, this Finn Balor versus Brock Lesnar build up, maybe towards SummerSlam or something. And, uh, and then after that, Finn wins the title, then you build... Finn Balor versus Roman Reigns, and that's where we see the heel turn. And, you know, I mean, maybe they can go that route because, I mean, why would we want to see Roman? I understand the whole who's who's the one behind the 21-2, and two, who's going to be the ultimate guy, you know, but, but still, it's, it's over with. It's done. I mean, that, that's, you're basically, you know, now you're wrestling over spilled milk. You know, it, it's done. It's over with. It, it's, it's, you know, two losses. I understand. What is it, 22-2? and two? Like, I get it. 23-2. Um, but, but, I mean, was it twenty three and two? I'm sorry. Um, no, no, no. Sure, I don't no. like to say uh, that, but that's what it was. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah, so so I, I don't know. Once again, I think we're in, a, in in we're on track for another roller coaster of 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 months in the wrestling world where we don't know which way this is going to go. But I'm definitely excited about about this match. Uh, even though, Nate, I, and, and Felix, I'm going to touch on it, you were right. I'm looking over the card. There's really nothing too extreme about extreme rules. I mean, the, the only real extreme match you have is the kendo stick on a pole match because a weapon will be used. I knew you Other were going to say that. Uh, <laughs> I'm telling you, man. I thought it was more. more and, 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 no, it's only because your girl Alexa's in that one, so don't even lie. You know that's what you want. You want to see them beat each other with mm-hmm. sticks. Uh, I'll, I'll let Alexa beat me with a stick, and I'll be happy about it. Um, but sure. <laughs> and, and then you have a steel cage match. I mean, that's. I mean, what else is extreme about extreme rules? I mean, the Intercontinental Championship. We could talk about that. I'm sure we're going to touch on it soon. But there's nothing hardcore about it. It's a disqualification match at extreme yeah. rules. So <laughs> at, at extreme rules, you have a disqualification this, this is why match. this type of title for a match, or for even for the actual pay-per-view <laughs> itself, should not be listed as Extreme Rules. should be listed as a different name. You know, they could even go with a with an old school one that they had, maybe a No Mercy. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, they could go with that route. It doesn't necessarily need, the pay-per-view doesn't need to be named Extreme Rules because they haven't been extreme in quite a number of years. I mean, here's, so, here's a crazy Even a cage match is not extreme. This, this match is a... Uh, this card is taking place in the summertime, and it's taking place in Baltimore. Why the hell isn't this the Great American Bash? I wouldn't be mad if it was. Ooh. Like you own the name, why not use it? The Bash, even. Yeah, that's what they tried to call it because they tried to they tried to get themselves <laughs> away from 
from anything that had to be had to do with something that wasn't WWE created. You notice when they brought the Great American Bash back, they had it under that name. Then they started moving it away from that, start calling it the Bash. You know, come on. You can't take away from the originality that was successful. It's like them trying to bring back the Clash of Champions and they just call it the Clash. Or even, or even for that matter, Night of Champions. I think that was their way of kind of using that in a sense and naming their pay-per-view Night of Champions for the Clash of Champions, which it should have been, which I would, I would have loved it. But WWE is not about that. They like their own creations. Uh, whatever. I'm just going to leave that there. So we're not. I'm not. I'm not going to go into a bashing spree again. But it, it, it's disappointing because you don't want to bash the really bash. That much. It wasn't even about bashing the bash. It just. It, I agree. They should bring it back. It's more of the fact that WWE is not doing that. It's, it's the disappointing part. Extreme Rules hasn't been extreme in years. That's all I'm saying. It would be nice if they decided to do like a because they were working on something that seemed like it was successful for the time being. But there's only so many times that you can go into the nostalgia factor before it starts to wear out its welcome. And I think that's what they did with the extreme thing. It wore out its welcome. That one night stand in 05, perfect, came around at a time when they needed it. 06, okay. Then they brought back ECWWE. Then it was the. <laughs> It was downhill from there. It was down in the crapper because it wasn't original. It wasn't the, the cult feeling that it was in the 90s. So you can't recreate something that just is not there anymore. It's not. You know, they never touched again. If you notice, none of their returns. These we're talking returns about with ECW. Uh, well, like we were talking about with Chris earlier, Extreme Rules works if you have a storyline that leads to these matches. I'm looking at yeah. this card, guys, and, well, and, you know, Alex touched on it. Like, none of these matches really feel like they deserve a, a match at Extreme Rules. Like, why is the Hardy Boys uh, defending the title in a steel cage? Like, I, that stipulation doesn't make sense for what we've seen on TV where they've been beating Sheamus and Cesaro damn near every week. Like, that doesn't need to be an Extreme match. Uh, Neville and Aries, that's a submission match. That doesn't need to be on Extreme Rules. Uh, the, the Miz match, that doesn't need to be on Extreme Rules. So, like, I guess the women's match and maybe the five way. Those are the only two matches that really deserve kind of the branding, I guess, of Extreme Rules. Everything else is just a regular Raw match. Yeah, I mean, it's. Well, I, I guess to, to, to close on the subject that I had there with, with, with earlier with the ECW thing is, I always wanted them to see wanted to see if they would ever bring back a WCW one night thing, because. I think a lot of fans felt like they still needed some kind of closure with that. Not saying that they didn't get it in some instances. Some don't feel like they did. However, again, there's no originality there because if they make it special for one night and going back on what you just said, yes, create something into a story to, to, to build towards that and have a lot of these WCW guys, the original guys, like a Flair, like a Sting, like a like even show up, have, have Terry Fox show up. What the hell? You know, just even Jim Ross, you know, the guys who were in that era that were there, you know, and if they had a match, if they had one match, that would be great. But it doesn't necessarily have to be Funk and Flair. Of course not. Even have Muda, you know, Muda would be great to come back. I don't think he would, but, you know, just throwing it out there. They won't do it because WCW was really the only place, only company that took it to the WWE, and WWE has to lord it over them probably forever which is why we, have, we can't really touch on the subject that's still very sensitive to Nate, 
at seeing the Stinger come into his only WrestleMania and lose. Hmm. There's a lot to that that's still very disappointing because WWE, this is how they do this. And I'm sorry, I'm not trying to bash, but the proof is in the action. The proof is in the pudding. You know, a lot of things that just don't make sense. But I'm going to leave it at that. That, I'm going to close the door on that portion of it. Anyways, as far as extreme rules, or should I say the uh, mediocre rules, you know, (laughs) the show itself, you know, It'll be interesting to see who the number one contender is for, for, the, for the Universal Championship. What will also be interesting, and this is where I think they're trying to put a little sleaze on, on, on things a little bit, maybe not, is what is the deal with Kurt Angle? Corey Graves brought in something that had him a little, little shaken up. What is this leading to? Could this be leading to Kurt's return to the ring? Because you know it's going to happen. He's going to have at least one more run, maybe one more uh, match, maybe one more title run. Oh, yeah. Goldberg did it. Why the hell couldn't Kurt? You know? Kurt's a much better wrestler. Hmm. Wow. I left you all speechless, huh? <laughs> <laughs> That's not very well, the often thing that with, uh, Yeah, the thing with Kurt, like, obviously, uh, you know, I'm a big fan of Kurt Angle. You know, you can make the argument that just in terms of technical knowledge, Kurt Angle might be the greatest professional wrestler to ever live, uh, being an Olympic champion and all. But I, I don't know. Like I think Kurt is a guy that when he gets in the ring, he can't half-ass it. You know, he can't go seventy-five or eighty. And at this stage yeah. of the game, I, I don't, I don't want him to get hurt. You know, because I saw him in TNA take crazy risks for, like, no reason. You know, like diving off of cages and mo- doing moonsaults uh, off the top of cages. And so I'd, I'd love to see Kurt in a match again, uh, but I'd, I'd, I'd want him to be safe above all else. True. There's really not much left for him to prove either. But, um, no. I digress. I'm now I got to say the quiet one on this horizon here is Mr. Uh, Aztec Warrior here. He's not the Aztec Warrior. He's not doing his primal scream. Ah! Anyways, what's up, Alex? Where you at, man? <laughs> just listening. Uh, just just listening, Nate. Uh, you know, I just wanted to give you guys a chance to talk. I felt like I've been running my mouth all night, but um, but no, I I totally agree. I think oh, I you kind of have been, but that's okay because you were gone. Oh uh, yeah, I know. I have <laughs> I have a lot to say. Um, I don't think two hours is going to do us justice, but. But anyway, you know, oh, Kurt Angle, <laughs> I think he's he's on the, you know, he, he definitely has, he probably has a good five matches left in him. I mean, the man's in great shape. Uh, you know, he takes care of himself. I mean, obviously, despite a few injuries, but if anybody can do it, it's Kurt. Um, you know, there's just, I, I don't know how soon we're going to see it. Uh, I, I think if if Kurt Angle does come back, it'll be more out of, out of a kind of like a WrestleMania type thing or, you know, so we, we still have some time, but I'm sure that there's going to be those little jabs here and there that are going to start start hinting into a slow but but meaningful comeback when the time is right. So, okay, all right, we'll see where that that, that little twist goes and see what could be leading to to, to this exposure of Kurt Angle, which I think will in turn lead to the return of Stephanie and Hunter back to TV eventually. <laughs> but, oh, please no. 
No, and you know what's going to happen. You know they won't stay gone that long. But I got to <laughs> tell you, I got to ask, and I think we mentioned this on the last show. I don't recall, but I believe we did. Maybe we did. Well, either way, Jinder Mahal. Something that, okay, Mahalata. first off, nobody, nope, okay, nobody saw it coming, which was good. However, it came at the same time when WWE was 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 getting making their way into India, and and they have a business relationship now. Here's the thing, and I, I've talked about this with somebody. I don't remember who. I think it might have been with you, Nate, but also with somebody else too. The timing was perfect for that. Was it the fact that they did this that they made Jinder the champion, or after years of work? And him being made to look like a clown and then lose his job and go out and build himself and come back and really come back totally different than he was before, really, for sure, and build himself up into the company, what could be the company's top heel. Your thoughts on Jinder Mahal championship reign and could this end at Money in the Bank? Not at all. Why? I, I, so basically, I, I think I think this is perfect perfect example of when you think it's time to hang it up, or when you think you just don't have any more gas in the tank. You know, all it takes is passion, drive, work ethic to re almost repackage and recreate yourself <clears throat> into what people want, and then find that median that makes you happy. And I mean, you know, you have a guy who was playing air guitar for the longest time, and now he's here holding the WWE Championship, I think it's well-deserved. And and I think, coincidental, going into India, I understand. But look, this needed to be done. Because prior to it, you know, I remember talking on here about it, when was the last time we had a top heel in WWE that was truly hated? Because, I mean, think about it prior to Randy Orton, um... You know, yeah, Bray, Bray Wyatt, people still cheered for him. Like, you got the kids and yeah. everything who boo Bray Wyatt, but people like Bray Wyatt, and, and people cheer for him. Back on, you know, and then before that, you know, it's like you still had AJ Styles when he was trying to be a heel. I understand, but everybody loves AJ Styles. So you're not drawing the heat that a heel should be drawn because so many people love the guys that were champions. And then when you look at the universal title picture, I understand when Kevin Owens won, you know, yeah, he had heat, but yet again, still people liked Kevin Owens. Um, you know, so it was, it was because still, he was beating the hell out of John still, Cena. Right, right. You know, and, and it's just it's things like that that I mean, people again, John Cena. It's like he's one of those mixed mixed reaction type of guys that you love him or you hate him. But Jinder Mahal, let's look at a whole different outlook. Yeah, people like us. We're going to cheer and, and, and feel happy because Jinder Mahal won the title. But as a fan, he looks different. He talks different. He is not American. So, and, and no matter who you are, so many people still look at them as minority. And, and the fact that people can't accept diversity, you know, it's one thing to, to, to be white, to be black, to be Asian. We see a lot of it, right? But, but overseas, when you come to you know, Indian people or, or, or people from, you know, that that religion and that descent and that, and, and that area of the world, with so much that has happened in recent history uh, in, in our country, 
we still don't take too kindly or we don't, we don't quite accept the people from the Middle East as much as we accept other people. So that is drawing true heat because people are like, oh, man, it's not Randy Orton. We hate him now. We hate this guy because we want our John Cena. We want Randy Orton. We want our AJ Styles. We want, we want the, the faces where you see you know, it's Jinder Mahal. This isn't a guy that you're just going to automatically take off the top of your head. Oh, I'm going to cheer for him. No. He, ha- he wears a turban. He speaks a different language. You know, it, 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 he, he's, he's completely opposite of what you would want in your champion, except the fact that he looks like a, a billion dollars. So I think this is exactly what they needed to do, and, and, and he earned every single right, and, and the way he did it fits perfectly. He's got his two little goons with him, and he, I think he's going to be holding this title for a little bit. You know, I don't think it's going back home to Randy. Okay. Nate, your thoughts? I think this is another reason why SmackDown has been the more interesting show uh, for the makes a great uh, heel. I, I think you know it, it works in a couple different ways. Like you've got uh, you know the anti-foreigner type of thing. You've got the uh, some of the quote unquote smart fans that don't think gender's the right guy for the spot, so they boo him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, a, a top heel that is getting the reaction he should be getting. Um, and I think that, you know, it, it's credit to gender for working hard and for uh, kind of playing off of what Ray said earlier, you know, being patient and, and everything happening in the right time. You know, gender put in the work and, and, and uh, you know, put in the time and effort to get to this point. And then you have it coinciding with the WWE trying to break into India. So it's the perfect storm of events for this dude. And, you know, I, I, th- I thought it was great to take the title off of Randy and put it on a gender. I think gender keeps the title at least uh, up through SummerSlam where maybe AJ gets it off of him. Um, but it might not even, might not even be the a- AJ. Cause I think, Looking at Money in the Bank, I think my pick to win that match might be Nakamura. And maybe we get Nakamura in gender, which would be the most crazy main event that nobody would have predicted six months ago or even a year ago. Uh, So I think SmackDown's got some positive momentum. The women's division is great. Uh, You know, we've got the announcement of the uh, first ever women's Money in the Bank tonight. Uh, Kevin Owens is doing his thing. Sami Zayn is, is more relevant than he was on Raw, which isn't saying a lot, but it's a, it's a better position for Sami. And we got the New Day. Yeah. The New Day is back. So uh, hey. I, I think things are looking up for SmackDown, and, and uh, gender's a big part of that. Okay. I can give you that. I can give you that. And, you know, I was just the looking over the calendar, and we will be – we will be back on June the 13th, two weeks from tonight. And I'm sorry, Alex, you were saying something? Go ahead. Oh, no, no. I was just saying, you know, also just a, a quick recap on, on you know, the, the extreme rules. You know, we talked about the number one contenders match. Obviously, Intercontinental Championship match, which is a no-disqualification no match. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, it, it's basically a disqualification match. So, if for some reason... 
Uh, Dean Ambrose gets disqualified. He loses the title at Extreme Rules with a disqualification match at Extreme Rules with a disqualification match. Um, then obviously, I, I think the uh, I, I, I'm waiting for it. The, the 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 tag team division on Raw. I'm waiting for Broken Hardys to come back. I know it's only a matter of time. There's a lot of tease on the on Twitter and social media about it. I know things are in the works legally. Um, I, I just can't wait to see the Broken Hardys come back because I think it's going to change a lot of things. Um, I'm hoping with the Cruiserweight division, Austin Aries finally takes the title off of Neville. Uh, I think we need a little bit of change just to kind of freshen things up a little bit. Um, and, hey, the the whole – okay, I, I'm, I'm actually, aside from the main event, I'm very uh, curious to see the Alexa Bliss versus Bailey match because I think they – okay – Aside from no. the horrendous, oh, hold, on, time out, time out. hold on. Aside from the horrendous, this is your life segment that we got to watch on Raw oh, past geez. Monday. And you mentioned Terrible. it. Um, you had to mention it though. I'm kidding. Oh, oh. What, what would we be if we didn't mention this, man? Uh, I, I think the whole build-up to this match is actually pretty, pretty, uh, pretty legit. Bailey has not been able to to clip Alexa with the kendo stick at all yet. Alexa's been one step ahead and obviously showed that she's more extreme. You know, can we see Bailey kind of become a little bit of a loose cannon? Not necessarily saying she's going to win, but um, I, I would like to see a little bit of an extreme side and see, you know, if Bailey starts hugging kendo sticks a little bit, you know? Huh. Okay. Okay. I knew that. But as you mentioned, Alex, and I'm going to throw this to you, Nate, we two hours is probably just not enough time, as we are coming rapidly <laughs> close to the end of our two hours tonight. Uh, I got to throw out the promotions for you guys, so I'm going to say, take it away, start self-promoting as we go ahead and bring the show to a close. Uh, Nate, we'll start with you. Well, there are there are so many uh, ways that you can find me uh, on on these social media platforms and, and various shows out there. Uh, because I, I, I do stay on Twitter, uh, much like our, our commander-in-chief. I stay on these Twitter streets. Uh, <laughs> you can uh, find me at in the number 8, M-O-Z-A-I-K, at Nate Mosaic on Twitter. Before you know NBA it, though, the president will probably be following you on Twitter. I mean, who, who's to say he already does it? Oh, Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm on vacation Ooh. this week. I'm, I, might, uh, I might go and see if I, uh, I can hang out with a WWE Hall of Famer for the week. <laughs> oh, Jesus. And you had to choose that one, right? <laughs> It'll be me, Donald, and, and, and Hulk Hogan just enjoying ourselves. And, <laughs> and Drew Carey, too, I'm sure, right? <laughs> oh, who could forget Drew Carey? He is the, the ultimate Hall of Famer. Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> uh. Um. I'm so done with uh, you guys. You, Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> you can uh, you can check out the Kings of Sport. Uh, this week we're talking NBA Finals, and uh, unfortunately, we're talking about Tiger Woods. Uh, you can check me out on uh, the main event on Place to Be Nation, uh, the debut of Cola uh, starting this Wednesday tomorrow night. And, uh, of course, you can hear me every week here on Pipe Bomb Radio or every other week with uh, Brother Felix and uh, the Aztec Warrior. And he threw that yeet. Really? No. Come on. 
Oh my God, that <laughs> ultimate overkill. But that's okay though. That's what we do here. We have fun. So, all right, uh, Alex, take it away, man. What, what you what you got right, coming so, up? We know a few things, but yeah, Elevate Pro June 11th. Just follow me. I know we're getting close on time. Just follow me, guys. I will post my whole life story on social media, mainly Facebook. So Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat, and Instagram, all at Alex Cruz Nation, A-L-E-X-C-R-U-Z-N-A-T-I-O-N. That's, again, Facebook, Snapchat, Instagram, Twitter, all social media, at Alex Cruz Nation. All right. All right. And as I mentioned, obviously, we ain't going anywhere, guys. We're on iTunes. I think we're on Stitcher somewhere. Uh, still on Twitter. Y'all know we're still on Twitter. We're on Facebook. Uh, I think we've pretty much eliminated Instagram for right now. It's MIA for now, but we might bring it back. I have to get together with you, with Elio on that one. Uh, we're on YouTube. Yes, we're definitely on YouTube. We ain't gone anywhere on that one. But um, we'll be back in about two weeks. I uh, have a lot to talk about by then. Definitely want to find out the status of... Uh, the Elevate Pro Show, and everything in there in between. And unless the world comes to an end, you will see us back here in two weeks. Mm-hmm. That said, on behalf of uh, Nate and Alex and myself of Pipe Farm Radio, I say keep your feet on the ground and keep reaching for the stars. Good night, everybody. We'll see you guys in two weeks. Make it move.